Welcome in, everybody, to the third episode of Sideline Chatter. Here in a nice uh, t- Monday night, co-host Justin Hagee, along here with James. Uh, how's it going tonight, James? It's going well. Getting excited. Right around the corner. Got our main league draft in less than two weeks. Yes. Very excited. So Best yep. time of the year. It is August 2nd. Our main league draft is August f- uh, 15th. Yes. Which Sunday. is a Sunday. You know, we're going to get loose as always. So the Friday we got to go out to eat with the league, come home, play the Pong tournament for Jeff Pick. Saturday. Which I won last year. No big deal. Yes. No big deal. Uh, party beast over here. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> washed. <laughs> and Saturday we're going to hit up the golf course, then the beach, the casino. And Sunday we're going to, uh, Reggie's saying play basketball in the morning, but. We got some Derek Hagees and Eric Spivaks in the league, so I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, and if I stay over at uh, the casino Saturday night, I ain't playing basketball t- <laughs> 10 in the morning. So The real party beast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so this topic of this episode is going to be running back rankings. We're going to be ranking them from 30 all the way down to 1 for you guys. We're not going to talk about every single player because that will be a long-ass video. So we're going to talk about like few players per like five rankings, so. This is your first video talking about players. The first two episodes are just about, like, drafting and your league and stuff like that. So we're going to start diving in with the drafts around the corner. So uh, yeah, without further further ado, let's jump into this. I'll see you. Further <laughs> <laughs> ado. Oh, man. No, start off good. the rankings. Good. I'll, start <laughs> off. I'll start off. So my 30 through 26 is Zach Moss, Damian Harris, Javante Williams, Raheem Mostert, and Chase Edmonds. So I'm going to start off with Zach Moss. I'm going to say a little bit. I think he should take over the carries this year. Singletary's been there a few years and really hasn't proven anything that he's anything special. Zach Moss can catch the ball. I don't know why they don't throw it to him. Mm-hmm. In college, he was a pretty good pass catcher. And I think he's worth taking the chance on. As a, I mean, they have him ranked at, a, at like other websites like lower than this. So I think he's worth taking a chance on as an RB4, even 5. I have him as our keeper around 14. <coughs> so I'm going to take him there because I think that's a steal for Zach Moss. But you got you want me to keep going or you want to? Uh, I'll write off my next five, yeah. but not touching on Zach Moss. I do like him as like a late round target. <clears throat> Either what? Well, a he's in a really good offense, like top, I guess like three in the league now. Yeah. The only bad side about that, they don't really run the ball a lot. But they, if they do decide to run the ball more, I think he'll be like a great value later in drafts. So that's a good point. Uh, starting my thirty to twenty six, I have Michael Carter, James Robinson, Damian Harris, <clears throat> Trey Sermon, then Chase Edmonds. I want to talk about two of these guys on here. First is going to be Trey Sermon, who's a rookie for the 49ers. Uh, the reason why I like him a lot is it's kind of simple. He's on the Niners. He obviously, he's ran by Shanahan, and they always run the ball. That's their identity all the time. And he's like the 1B right now in training camp behind, obviously, uh, Raheem Mostert. But through his career, we obviously know he's been like injured a ton. Uh, dude's got glass bones. So he <laughs> <laughs> he's probably going to get hurt some point throughout the year. Yeah. So if Sermon steps into that like lead back role, I think he legit has like top fifteen offside later in the leagues. Like I know he's not gonna produce fresh off the bat, most likely not, but he's a player I love to target late in the rounds, like round eight, round nine, round ten and on. He's been going kinda early in like some mocks, like round eight. Mm-hmm. But I I know somebody in the Twitter uh I mean TikTok live mentioned this like also like when your league's drafting depending on what rankings you're using like it actually affects the draft like a shit ton oh yeah like we were talking about it earlier like Yahoo has him at like 20 28 or 29 and then like 
uh, Fantasy Pros will have him at like 40. So it's yeah. like, that affects a lot of shit. But I like Trey Sermon a lot, target him a lot. Next, I'm going to talk about Chase Edmonds. I feel like a lot of people are down on him. I mean, he's at 26, so I don't have him too high. But like last year, he's coming off 53 catches last year, uh, 4.6 yards per carry. He's also 5.0 yards per carry for his career. Uh, obviously, they brought in James Conner, which nobody likes. But that doesn't scare me either. Right. I mean, he'll probably take a bulk of the carries. But if, if we even get a 50-50 split here, I think he'll return value because obviously he's an elite pass catcher. Uh, the Cardinals offense should be a really dynamic offense. And if Connor were to miss time, I think Edmonds can honestly be like RB1. That's kind of bold to say. But like behind Edmonds and Connor, there's not really another running back that's going to get any touches. So Chase Edmonds as like a zero RB player or like RB3 slash flex, I think is really good value. And if Connor, he's also another one who's been hurt a ton in his career. So if he figures to miss time, I think Edmonds is a huge value at this point. But I am shaky about his touches right now. That's why he is low. But if he were to see 15 to 20 touches per game, I, I think he would return value. Definitely at that 26 spot. That wraps mine five up right there. Yeah, I got nothing to add about Edmonds. I think Justin just said every piece of information about Chase Edmonds you could find on the internet. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I'm going to go 25 to 21. I got Travis Etienne, Mike Davis, Kareem Hunt, Daryl Henderson, Miles Gaskin. I'm going to start off with 25, Travis Etienne. You don't take a first-round pick on a running back if you're not going to use him. Mm. I think that's been proven throughout the history of the NFL. He's a home run threat in college. I, could, I don't have the number in front of me, but he scored like, – I feel like he scored multiple touchdowns every week. He's paired with Trevor Lawrence. I know that's like a big storyline for the real NFL, not fantasy, but I think that will have a huge impact on his fantasy outlook. He might not start off hot because – I still think James Robinson's the starter. Yeah. But they plan to use him all over the field. And I think it's one of those situations where he'll take over like halfway through the season. At least like whatever the split is, if it's 60 40, it'll flip the other way, 60 40 in his favor at some point. But he'll definitely be involved in the pass game, which is enormous for fantasy. But yeah. You have anything you want to add? Yeah. I mean, I like that. I like him as a, I like him as a player here. But like, I feel like this can kind of be like a Saints situation with like he can be the Kamara type and then. Robinson be like Latavius Murray. Like, he'll get more run than most backups. But then Etienne will get the, the valuable look. So, in the receiving game, maybe in the red zone. But uh, <clears throat> he would be higher if Robinson wasn't there. And they also did sign Carlos Hyde. So, like, his rushing attempts probably will not be that high. But they're lining him, outside, lining him up outside as a receiver and stuff. So, I guess he can, uh, he can provide value there. You had him ranked where? 25. 25 ago. So, I'm going to rattle off my next five. 25 is Mike Davis, 24 ETN, 23 Kareem Hunt, Henderson at 22, and Josh Jacobs at 21. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who do I want to talk about here? Uh, Daryl Henderson, I think he's kind of interesting. As of right now, he's kind of low at 22, but I feel like his ADP could rise towards the start of the season because like, I still don't know if they're going to bring in, in like a veteran running back like a Gurley or a Bell. I think McVay said he doesn't plan on it, but, like, that could always change with injuries and training camp and whatnot. But at 22 right now, I think he's really good value. If you're a three-down back playing in the Rams offense, you just added Matthew Stafford. I mean, you really can't fail there. <clears throat> he's also another one. I feel like I've said this a lot, but he's kind of been banged up a little bit throughout his career. Just every running back probably has been. Yeah. But, uh, like I said, three-down back most likely in a high-powered offense – it's it's good value. It just screams value. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Well, that wraps uh, up my mine there. I have Josh Jacobs at 21. Uh, mm. I know last year he finished like pretty high. I think he had like 10 rushing touchdowns. But I think with the addition of Kenya Drake, like that'll hurt his value and like kind of like, zero him out in the passing game. But uh, I'm going to go to my 20 to 16 now. 20's Miles Gaskin, then Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, J.K. Dobbins, and then DeAndre Swift. Uh, this group of guys, I think you're fine with them as your RB2, obviously. You obviously don't want to have these guys as your uh, running back one. Uh, there's question marks with all of them. But uh, the, I want to talk about DeAndre Swift here because I like, I like him a lot as a player. Uh, they did bring in Jamal Williams, which I guess, yeah, it does obviously hurt his value. He might sniff away some goal line touches and uh, touches in the past game, but the Lions really don't have any playmakers. Like they have, uh, they have TJ Hawkinson and their receiving core is a bunch of just like nobodies at this point. It's like Perryman, uh, St. Brown. So it's like, I think Swift can, he might see like all the targets he can handle. I know last year he lined up uh, as a receiver 15% of his snaps, which is high for a running back. So I think he has actually like tremendous upside this late. I haven't ranked 16. I know a lot of people have him lower. Some have him higher. Got him a little higher. Yeah. A little higher. Okay, yeah. So, I like DeAndre Swift as a player, but I think he'll ball out this year. He should, in my opinion. Do you have anything – anybody else in here that you want to say anything? <clears throat> yeah, I'll talk about Dobbins a little bit here. I feel like in the t- TikTok community, he's kind of getting, like, chewed out a lot because he doesn't catch passes. That's, like, a common thing you'll see. If you don't catch passes, you pretty much suck. That's what a lot of people think, which I don't really think is true. He's in the most run-heavy team in the league by far. Uh, he's a second-year player who ended this last season on a tear. And obviously Gus Edwards is still there and Lamar is still there. But they're going to run the ball like a fuck ton. <laughs> that was a hard F-bomb. The, the uh, sideline chatter metrics. Like <laughs> <a fuck> ton. <laughs> but uh, Dobbins, he's not going to have a big role in the passing game. Lamar doesn't really check down, down the ball a lot. But I know Dobbins has said in training camp he wants to be a three-down back and he's trying to actually like model his game after McCaffrey. Which is interesting. I mean, everybody probably wants to be him. Yeah, that's right. But no, I'm I think glad he said that, and not I want to model my game after Trent Richardson. But no, I think he has a clear path to ten touchdowns and a thousand rushing yards. So I mean, that's that's that right there. You know what I mean? He's dropping bombs. <laughs> right, I'll go through my twenty sixteen. I got a lot to say here. I got a uh, twenty Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson, Dobbins, and this is where I'm about to get some take some heat. I got Clyde Edwards Alaire at sixteen which I think is definitely a lot lower than people have him. But mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with Miles Sanders. I feel like it happens. It happened a lot last season. I am an Eagles fan, but I feel like I trashed the Eagles a lot. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because I'm an Eagles fan. <laughs> but right. I don't really like Miles Sanders as high as he's gone. Like, a lot of people have him way higher than I do. Like, people have him in the top 15, and I personally don't think he's a top 15 fantasy running back. I think he has the talent to, but the team mm-hmm. is making it obvious that that's not how they're going to use him. They like Sirianni. I know it, it might not mean that much, but he already said he wants to use a running back by committee. And to say that this early is not usually not a good sign. Hertz is probably going to be a top three rushing quarterback in the league yeah. or top five, <clears throat> but I just don't think he should be taken as your potentially number one if you're going like if you're trying to like wait on running backs. Yeah. But that's him. Chris Carson, I'm a huge Chris Carson fan. I think Justin knows that probably to a point where it's annoying. <laughs> I think I had him in every league last year I was in. If he if he were to play a full season, I'd have zero doubt in my mind he'd be a RB1. That's the only reason sure, why yeah. he's not ranked there. And I, I get that. But you can't draft 
out of fear, especially when he's coming into the season healthy. It's mm-hmm. not like he's coming into the season injured. But they run the ball. They always say they're going to throw it more, and they never do. Yeah. Rashad Penny's not something that someone that's going to take carries away from him. It might just be a change of pace. Agreed. Carson, I think he might have had more than more than five receiving touchdowns last year. Yeah. Which I is, think the year before that he was high as hell. Too. Yeah, so like he's obviously he might not catch him any passes, but they do throw to him in the red zone. So I don't know. I think he could easily be a top ten running back if he were to play the games. Big if, but yeah. still worth just it. Just the way he runs, like he runs like so physically and shit. Yeah. Like he he's probably bound to get hurt. <clears throat> but if you yeah, like you said, if he plays a full season, he'd move up my rankings for sure. I just want to say one more thing about Clyde as to why I have him so low. Uh huh. I know everyone wants to take the first four games of last year and be like, he's going to do that for 13 games into the fantasy playoffs, but I just don't see it because as much as Andy Reid, I'm sure, wants to run the ball, having Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey, you're not going to run the ball 25 times a game. You're just not over a full season. It's never going to happen. Even if they're winning games, it's not going to happen. But I just had to get that out there that I don't think he's going to be a bell cow or anything. No matter what. It yeah. doesn't matter. He doesn't have any competition, really. But I don't think that matters. Yeah, that's a good point. I have him at 15, one higher than you, okay, so, so, which is probably lower than everybody else. But, like, I mean, he also got hurt for real-life playoffs last year. Yes. So, you, you might even think, like, towards the end of the season, they might try to ease his workload so he doesn't get hurt again. So especially a year-two guy. Yeah. So, everybody wants to run with the thing. Oh, he's a three-down back and the best offense in the league. But, like, he didn't, he didn't really – he didn't pop off the screen as much – as I wanted him to last year, especially as a first-round pick last year. But I still th- he has a solid floor, though, I would say. Yeah, <clears throat> higher than most. Yeah. So I'm going to dive into my 15 to 11 ranks. This is where it kind of gets to, like – This was tough. Yeah, it was. 15, I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 14, David Montgomery. 13, Joe Mixon. 12, Antonio Gibson. 11, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Setting the world on fire. <laughs> yeah, we're going to start here. So I'm going to start off with Montgomery. Uh, I know my nemesis. Uh, your nemesis, yeah. Traded him last year, but uh, I know Matt Nagy's came out and said already that he wants to get him twenty plus touches a game this year, which I feel like it's kind of said a lot. But if he stays true to that word, then he'll return value just off of that alone. But uh, obviously, he was a monster last year, the second half of the year. I know it's because he faced a lot of like cupcake defenses and shit, but like at the same time, like. It's still fantasy points, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, he yeah. did it against bad defenses, but he's he just helped a lot of people win their championship. Like, you can't take that away from him. I know Tariq Cohen's coming back. He missed last year with the torn ACL. He might not even start the season, though. Yeah, I was going to so. say that, too. Yeah, so he's, like, he's not even on track, really. To He's still up in the air. So, Montgomery, honestly, might have that three-down back roll again. Uh, you figure the offense should improve with Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, whoever ends up playing quarterback there. It should improve. So, honestly, he has a really nice floor as well. Uh, next player I want to talk about is Jonathan Taylor. I have at 11. News came out today. Carson Wentz is going to miss uh, four to 12 weeks with, like, a broken <laughs> a broken bone in his I'm foot. I'm just going to come out. I'm just going to take my <laughs> guess. He's out for the whole season. That's just my <laughs> guess. I wouldn't doubt it. But uh, I kind of think this is a situation where it knocks him down a little bit, kind of like a Zeke and Prescott last year. Like, yeah, he might see an extra few carries or touches per game, but, like, I think the offense as a whole might take a step back. Obviously, we haven't seen Jacob Eason play yet. He could be good. He could suck. We don't know. But uh, Fifth, I think he was a seventh-round pick, I think, in the NFL yeah. draft. So, so uh, I have yeah. Taylor at 11. I had him higher, like, last week. But I think this news kind of knocks him down a little bit. 
just want to touch on one thing, you guys, in the fucking TikTok comments. <laughs> Marlon Max, I don't think it's really going to take anything away from him. But, bro, his Madden rating is high. <laughs> yeah, right. But, no, they signed him on a one-year deal for, like, a million dollars, which is, like, dog shit. He's coming <laughs> off a torn Achilles. <laughs> oh, he's uh, oh, Jonathan Taylor just rushed for 1,200 yards as a rookie. My Mac's not going to take much touches away. I worry more about Hines in the receiving game. Uh, but Taylor also had 35 catches last year, which is decent. So, uh, But I do have Taylor at 11. I know a lot of people do not like Taylor this year for a reason, good reason, but – that's my top uh, the top 11 so far. So I'm going to start my 15 to 11. 15 to 11. Mine is Montgomery, Swift, Harris, which I know Justin's not a fan of, uh, <laughs> Gibson, and Joe Mixon, which I know a lot of people, that's going to be a mixed review right there. I know yeah. a lot of people love and hate Joe Mixon. I know Reggie ain't drafting him, but. A lot of people aren't, yeah. Um, I really only have something to say about Mixon. I know we say it. I feel like it's said every year the same things of why he should be good. He's gonna get. A th- he's guaranteed a three down roll this year because Bernard's gone. Mm-hmm. He's guaranteed that they do have a. I think they have a fourth round rookie running back, but yeah. like he's not. I don't think right away he's gonna be any threat. If he gets that receiving workload, there's literally no like ceiling for Joe Mixon. Right. If he were to play a full season and get the receiving workload, he could be a top five. PPR running back. I don't think that's totally out of the question. I think yeah. that's obviously he a could. ceiling, but mm-hmm. team that's going to throw the ball a ton. So I think that should help him PPR wise. But they they're they're going to give him at least I would say at least eighteen touches a game oh, if yeah, he stays definitely. on the field. I think yeah, more than that. I think I think it's I think you can't go year to year with grudges against people. Mm-hmm. I know like if he screwed you last year because he was supposed to play every week and then he didn't play. I know that's <laughs> probably really frustrating, but. If you're in a redraft league, it's a redraft for a reason. Like, you can't hold a grudge against a player. Agreed, yeah. it's a good point. So, I'm really high on mixing this year. but Yeah, I mean, if he stays healthy and Burrow stays healthy, I think their offense should be in the top half of the league easy. So, who, uh, he also has a nice floor. I know I've used that word quite a bit. But uh, I know a lot of games he had, like, uh, like 25 carries, 20 carries plus. I think, yeah, two years ago, he finished, like, top five in rushing, I think yeah. it was. <clears throat> so, I have him at 13. You had him at what? 11. 11, okay. He's played more games than Dalvin Cook in his career. Just put that out there for you injury-prone people. Yeah. Cook's going to two. And they came in the league the same year. I don't want that to be did a – yeah, yeah, I don't want that to be a defl- inflated stat. I'm not trying to be like <laughs> – he, <laughs> play, he played five more seasons. <laughs> that's a good uh, That's a good point there. But, uh, all right, 10 to 6. That's where it gets dicey for me. All right, 10, I have Najee Harris. Nine, Saquon Barkley. Don't fucking shoot me. Eight, Aaron Jones. Seven, Austin Eckler. And six, Nick Chubb. Mm. Uh, mm. Maybe not the most popular. Najee. Top 10? Yeah, I have Najee Harris at 10. Uh, I think I've said this a few times so far uh, this year. I think he'll push for, like, top five in the league in touches. They plan to use him at three, as a three-down workhorse. They obviously drafted him in the first round. Uh, so I think based on that alone, like I think he'll see 20-plus carries a game. He should see like five-plus targets per game. And also, last year the Steelers, they should take note of this, that their play style did not work because they started out, what, 10-0, yeah. whatever it was. And then they lost. Like they Every just game, Yeah, it was, was bad. Season. It got bad. And they were throwing like 50 times per game, these little short routes, short routes, short routes. So I think with a running back – 
they draft in the first round, they're going to try to establish somewhat of a new identity. And I think he'll be on the field like a ton. So uh, like he he might even have more touches than Nick Chubb. But I have Nat Harris at 10. Their offensive line isn't the best. Yes, we know that. But uh, I, I think just, that's my only yeah. reason why I don't have him as high as you do. Because mm-hmm. we've seen in the past, if the offensive line is that bad, it can affect. Yeah, like no, for Saquon sure. literally was having games, and he's <laughs> considered probably the one of the best running backs, like pure talent wise in the league. And he was having games with twelve carries for eight yards. <laughs> like the line, like I know it that does, I know yeah. that Steelers passing games a lot better than the Giants, but like the line does make a difference. And I'm not saying he's not he's not going to be bad. He's definitely going to be in the top twelve or thirteen running backs fantasy wise easily. But that's my only reason why he's not higher. Nah, that's a fair point. But uh, yeah, I'm I like haunted by Saquon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like taking rookies too. I feel like they have like a different like upside to them. Uh, yeah, Saquon at nine. I mean, I have him at eight. So I mean, truly not. I just, I mean, like every day it looks worse. <laughs> every literally. single day it looks worse for Saquon. Yeah, it's like two weeks ago I had him at six or seven or something like that, and now it's like I have him at nine. Uh, they're saying he might not get a full workload for the first month or two of the season, and it's like. Bro, when you're taking your first-round pick, like, you don't really want to have to worry about that. Right. That's just annoying to deal with. Obviously, he has all the talent and all the workout metrics in the world and the explosiveness, but, like, and also he's injury-prone at this point, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Last two years, he's been – last year he didn't play. He played, what, two games? Yeah. Uh, the year before that, he got hurt. So, I mean, just for the first round, for sake, I'm just – I don't want that much risk. So I'm throwing him in nine. Isaiah, he could be if he does fall to you in the middle of the second round. I think that's a steal. Yeah, because at that point, it's not your first round pick, so you can take a chance on somebody mm-hmm. who might not play the whole season. You mean it? He's gonna play. Like it's not like he's missing games, mm-hmm. which like yeah. makes it even harder to rank him. Because like say he was missing the first month of the season, then you would could, just knock him down. Yeah, you could like draft accordingly, but. They might say that he's going to have a reduced workload, and then they come out week one and he gets 26 <laughs> touches. Yeah, like, you know that what could I mean? happen like, too. And then if he does and he's fine and he lasts the whole season, you get him at like the 14th, 15th pick. Like you just got a steal, yeah. like a league winning steal in the second round. That's so a good point. Yeah, and definitely. You could have like an all time like good luck or bad luck with this pick. And mm-hmm. like, as I personally don't want that risk, I think right. it's too much. But but like I was saying to you before this, I was uh. In that 10-team mock draft, I did. I grabbed Aaron Jones, I think, 9 or 8, 8 or 9. And I got Barkley on the way back. Like, he actually fell to the second round, which that was the first time I've seen it. And it might even continue to fall. I kind of feel like it's just based on the reports that are coming out of camp. But, uh, yeah, that's my 10 through 6. What do you got? 10 through 6, I got Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Saquon, Nick Chubb, and Zeke. Zeke is out of my top five running backs. There it is. <laughs> uh, I already spoke on uh, Saquon, so I'll say a little bit about Zeke. Um, I know everything about I'm going to say is a good thing. I don't want it to sound like I'm knocking him because he's six. I just like mm-hmm. the other five players ahead of him more. If this offense can stay healthy, they will probably set multiple NFL records. Yards, points per game. I could see that absolutely happening. They're ha- they're going to have a top five fantasy quarterback. Yeah. Top six, in my opinion, running back. And two top 14, maybe even higher receivers. Yeah. I don't think – I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but it's very rare to have something like that. It might not. Have, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a lot. So I just think – I mean, he could easily <laughs> leapfrog the, the who I have at number five and who I have at number four. Like, I, I could absolutely see that happening. He does get all the receiving work. I know Tony Pollard really, like, looked good at the end of the season, but I think that's also because they didn't have Dak. 
So they just the change of pace is something that defenses weren't really prepared for. Mm-hmm. I still think Zeke's one of the best running backs in the NFL. I'm probably alone in saying that, but <laughs> I'm also biased. But it's yeah, Zeke's at my top five. Yeah, I mean it's. I don't want to put him in my top five. I'm not a huge fan of him, but like I don't know. I guess he'll have a back bounce back year. I just want to touch on uh, Aaron Jones real quick. I have him at eight. He's actually finished RB eight or better in the last two years. So I feel like at that turn of the first round, like for the ten or twelve man league, getting him at pick nine, ten, or even eight if you want, I, he's just he's so solid. Like he'll see he's going to be on the field. He's going to score touchdowns in that offense. Uh, he's just he's really as solid as he gets. <clears throat> it was a quick uh, quick thing on him. You can't go wrong with Aaron Jones there. Top five. Uh, Top four, I feel like he's universal. Yeah. But uh, my top five is going to be Zeke, Derrick Henry, Kamara, Cook, and then McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, Zeke, like you said, with Dak last year, he was RB3. Uh, if you're pretty much in a three-down role in that high offense, like you said, like you can't fail. Uh, Zeke doesn't excite me anymore. Like, I don't think – like I, I like Chubb a lot better in real life than Zeke. But obviously, Chubb, Kareem Hunt's there to steal the work. Uh, yeah, I hope – he can bounce back this year because I know a lot of Zeke owners last year like couldn't stand him and he was just like ass. Mm-hmm. As soon as Dak left, he sucked. Like, I know Q was like super mad. And he was like he hated him, so he traded him for oh, yeah, Montgomery. Yeah, I was the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, four through one. I got Henry, Kamara, Cook, McCaffrey. Uh, if you got the first pick, take McCaffrey. I think it's simple. Don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And then Cook. I think those two work. McCaffrey's in a tier of his own. Then it goes Cook. Then Kamara and Henry are kind of close to each other. Uh. With the Michael Thomas news, him being out for some couple of months or whatever it is, I think Kamara should see an increased workload in the passing game, as he always does, but even more so now. And then Henry obviously just rushed for 2,000 yards. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, can't go wrong with any of those top four. But your top five, we got to hear this five spot. Five, I got my boy, uh, Justin's boy <laughs> now. I think he hates him now. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't hate him. In no. the last three months he's really turned on him but i got uh my boy eckler yeah, i got him a seven so i don't know i just think and uh, there's so many ifs if they can stay healthy i know last year was kind of a weird season with covid and all that but like if eckler can stay on the field he's gonna catch 85 passes yeah minimum mm-hmm. like that's insane like that's ridiculous for running back mccaffrey and kamara status yeah, yeah. like and i know like I don't want PPR to like take over, and like that's the only reason why I'm taking him. He's still he's not going to rush for a thousand yards, probably not, because mm-hmm. I do have two other backs they like to rotate. But Herbert is looking like he's going to become one of the top six quarterbacks in the NFL. Like his trajectory is insane, mm-hmm. just off of last year, and he loves checking down. I was going to say, he finally got rid of too. that dumbass coach, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Lynn. Lynn. <laughs> I finally got rid of him. <laughs> oh my god, I just he's he brutal. was the most frustrating football coach to watch coach a team but <laughs> i'm very excited to see how they use him now that he's gone but i think he's absolutely absolutely get 1600 yards and maybe north of seven touchdowns just receiving plus maybe a couple breakaway rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. but i don't know i'm just really in on Eck this year nah, i like it i mean uh i drafted him last year pretty high uh i think mean, last year at a game with like 16 targets like 15 catches or something crazy right. like that he had multiple games, but over 10-plus targets. So that's what you like to see, obviously, out of a running back in PPR leagues. If you're not in a PPR league, I think he goes down yeah. a decent I amount. I should have said that this is based off of PPR. Yeah. But. If you're not in a PPR league, what are you doing? <coughs> Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I like Eckler at five. I know a lot of people are on the hype train, so 
I have him at seven, not far back. You so would, if it were standard, I personally would have Henry over Kamara at three. Yeah. I know same. you oh, I thought you were a Kamara guy. Not in standard. No doubt. Yeah. Uh well, I mean I just like wanted to get that out there just because mm. I think that PPR does give Kamara that edge just because he's gonna catch eighty passes. Yeah, like, compared to Henry's fucking all 10. three of the top three will probably catch like seventy or more passes. Mm-hmm. But Henry, I'm not like I'm not worried about him getting twelve targets in a season. Like I really he's just that good of a runner that yeah. it doesn't matter. And he's gonna score fifteen rushing touchdowns a season. So And he's gonna stay healthy. Yeah, he's probably. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Hasn't missed I don't think he's missed a game yet in his career, so but yeah. can't go wrong with any of the top four. Yeah. So uh that wraps up our running back rankings episode. Uh let us know if you guys liked it, if we should like format a different way, whatnot. I think next we're gonna tackle obviously might be receivers or tight ends, QBs. We don't know yet. But uh, stay tuned for that. As always, go uh, TikTok's up to like 2,300 followers. Go uh, go follow that. We're going to have our followers draft soon. Hopefully get like 16 people in the league and whatnot. Uh, go drop a like, subscribe on this YouTube uh, video. And we'll see y'all next time for the next episode. Peace.